every freaking second of the day, I'm going to do it. Everybody wants to be mother freaking wealthy. Are you willing to adapt? Are you willing to change? How uncomfortable are you willing to get? How willing are you going to be to allow me to help you? This is a marathon, not a sprint. You give up your right to be average and ordinary. You gotta show up earlier, you gotta be here later, you gotta hit harder, be more productive, be more focused. If you don't see it that way, you will fail at it. You guys have been the pillar and the backbone of Planet First Life now for quite some time. Keep growing. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us on a Saturday morning. Sean, Mike, thanks for coming in. Thank you, Drew. All right. So this is a pretty good question from Stephen Yee. Got it. And it is, what would you consider your legacy is going to be? I hope that my legacy will be, and, and again, I think for me, you know, you and I was talking about this before we started the show. Um, when we launched the company, it's still the same. The, the, I hope that my legacy is that we created so much financial freedom for so many people in America and actually more people than any other company ever has. And if we can do that, you know, I I want my legacy to be the fact that we gave back as a company so much money that we impacted people all over the country that we never even got a chance to meet. And I hope that, you know, we always talk about this, right? You know, I always say like, you know, at your birthday or your funeral and your whatever and you're in mid-80s, late-80s, I don't care, 102, what will they say about you? And I, I still hope my legacy is that people think that I was selfless, fearless, and humble. And I, and that relates to just living your life, that you do the right thing regardless. And and uh, you make mistakes, yeah, everybody's, everybody's imperfect, you know, but you just you just keep it moving, dude. I hope that, you know, there, you know Trey Honeycutt said to me, you know, I'm going to tell my grandkids about this company. Like, like actually, what he said was going to name his grandchild, I'm going to hold... He says his name is grandchild after me. Well, and I don't know how he's going to name his grandchild. It's I know. Not, it's that's not what his, I was going to say. It's not his, it's not his kid. <laughs> and I know that's not going to happen. And I don't know that I want anybody to have Sean as a name. But I still think that even at 1% of him is appreciative that his grandkids and great-grandkids will live a different life, then um, that's what I hope my legacy is. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about what we were talking about offline, right? We were saying like... Well, wait a minute. depends on what it is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, we were saying like the lottery, mm-hmm. you most like 99%. Hey, China, can you Google this while we're talking about uh, it? It's not 99%. It's a hundred. No way. No, it's not. How is it a hundred? Dude, no, it's it not. is high. If you win the lotto, yeah, you end up broke. You will be how broke. Many years? Yeah, but a lot of people that win the lotto are broke anyway. Well, not after they win the lotto. Well, how much they win though? Dude, 50 million, a hundred million, 25 million. What do you want to Google? How many people are broke? Five years after they win the lotto? Yeah. All right. Or the stats on it. Go ahead. It is definitely a lot of people. Okay. I wouldn't say it's 99.9, but it's definitely a lot. I'm curious. 70%. So what's it say? 70% after five years are broke? Does it say what the average person wins in that or no? 
So that's a small. Oh, that's that's what kinda, I'm talking about. Yeah. So they didn't have any money to begin with. It's not with. like the 780 million. I would think that the vast majority of people that win over 100 million dollars are not going to be broke. Probably as crazy as they probably get, dude. It's really yeah. hard to okay, be broke the, after you win that kind of money. Okay. Ever well, again. that kind of ties into the next question, but but I do like where you're going. The reason I'm asking is because I always thought success was having a lot of money. Okay. And then once you have a lot of money, you realize that it's not. It's like all these other things, like working hard and accomplishing things and helping people. And that's the real fulfillment, Mm -hmm. right? So the question is, what is success to you? I never thought success was how much money you made. And I'm not, I just never did. Not even when you were a kid? Like when people said like, oh, look how much money that guy makes. I thought that making money allowed me to do the things I wanted to do to be successful, but I never thought that money was the success. I definitely thought if I made X amount of dollars, I could take care of my mother. If I made X amount of dollars, I could take care of my kids better than I ever like ever thought I could. That if I made X amount of dollars, I could donate more than I ever thought I could. Um, I certainly had no problem going in, in making sure my kids had nice stuff and going on vacation. I had no problem with that. But for me, I wanted to find a way to make the money to then do the things I wanted to do, which I believe would make me successful. But if you ask me, would I rather get a million dollars, a million dollar raise, or be able to give a million dollars away, I'm going to make enough money to do the things I need to do anyway. I'd rather be able to give money. Giving money away is much more powerful than, than, than the things you buy with the money for yourself. So for me, success is that, you know, you're, you're and again, for me, with my kids, I wanted to role model that I wanted to make a difference in people's lives, whether I had met them or not. I think that, you know, the dream center, you realize how close we are to them. And that's been the greatest gift I've ever participated in just the things we get to do with them, you know? And, uh, and I think, so for me, Andrew, it was truly, honestly, from a financial standpoint, I just wanted to live life be able to make decisions that didn't require me to think about money. And again, not delusional. I need 14 different penthouses. I need No, no. But I wanted to make decisions where I didn't have to go, huh, what's that cost? I haven't said what's that cost in forever. Now, again, I'm not buying obnoxious things. I'm sorry. I have nice stuff. I do. But I, when my daughter goes, I'm going to LMU, I knew it was expensive. But I didn't ask what it cost because it didn't matter. She was going to LMU. If my son said, I want to go do A, B, and C when it comes to baseball, I didn't go, what's that cost? I was going to pay it either way. I mean, I had to pay it, so I didn't know. But I, that's the way I wanted to live my life. If my mother needed something or the church said, man, we have these three families that need help, I didn't want to go like, well, I knew they weren't going to ask me for $12 million or a $1 million. I just... I just wanted to be able to do things I want to do to serve other people, regardless of how much money it actually costs. Cause I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be beholden to a dollar bill. That's what I, I wanted to be free and being free. I had to make enough money to do that, but it was never, I always laugh when people are like, cause they ask all the time, like I've won these watches and that's cool. I don't mind like carriers, the other things, stuff we've done. I don't know what kind of watch this is. Well, it's a Rolex. I know that, but I, I mean, <laughs> Thank you. I know it's a Rolex, but I can't tell you yacht master or I don't know. You probably don't. I don't care. I, I could care. I don't know. And if you tell me, I'll forget it in a week. And it's not because I'm not really smart. I don't care. So people are like, what kind of engine does your car have? Don't know. What kind is it? 
Don't know. How's the engine? Fast? It's freaking fast. I don't know, and I really genuinely don't care. And it's not because I'm not smart enough to remember it. It's just not important to me. It's never been important to me to go, I got this, and it's the 462. I don't care. And and I think for me, like, what kind of – I don't know. What kind of tie is that? I don't know. I tied it. I don't know. Like, I just – it's not – that's not what drives me. But I could tell you what we're doing with uh, kids at the Dream Center. I can tell you what we do with the church over here. I want my kids, my family. That's just, dude, that's tough. And again, I'm not mad if it does. I'm just telling you for me, true success was when you leave here, people freaking knew you were here. And you made a difference in so many lives that it's humbling. And and I, I just hope that, you know, I hope, and not you, I love you all human beings, but I hope that the Lord says, you know, you know you're a train wreck, but. You're my train wreck. I love you unconditionally, which I already know that part. Um, but you done good. Like you made a difference, man. You, like you, you did good, and that's that's all I want. You know, that's it, dude. Any deeper than that, and I want to create that for as many people as we can. But I I mean it. You give me a fortune, one hundred company, five hundred. They make a hell of a lot more money than we do as an entity. But dude, I don't know if they create the wealth we create. For that many people, six, seven-figure income earners. And again, I'd, I'd put it up against anybody in, uh, in America. Yeah, that's huge. So Kobe Bryant has this uh, video where he's saying, like, I don't know ex- the exact words, but something like getting up in the morning when you don't want to and going and training and being exhausted at the end of the night and, uh, you know, putting work in when you don't want to, all these different things. And he's saying that that's the dream. Yeah. And he obviously has had done all kinds of stuff when it came to making money, but he was saying that that was the dream. Mm -hmm. Have you felt similar building FFL? First of all, um, there are very few people in the world. And I mean, I don't, um, it's funny, like we'll we'll start talking about speakers for convention or other things I've gone to. There are very few people I'd walk across the street to want to shake their hand, not because I'm like I'm just not a dude, I'm a human being just like they are. Um Kobe Bryant, because of what he accomplished, how he accomplished it, the age he accomplished it with, with the way he carried himself. Um, you know, I was watching this piece the other day on him. He's somebody I would 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 uh in a minute. Um Human being, so I don't idolize other human beings, and that'd be weird. I think that's weird for human beings to be idolized by the human beings. But he talked about doing a workout for the Clippers, which is this is what makes Clippers the Clippers, right? And I've ever seen this or not, but he went and worked out for him, and they had the pick. And they said it's the greatest workout they've ever seen, ever. And he said, "All right, well, y- y'all going to draft me?" And they said, "We just, we just can't, man. We just can't go with a high school kid in L.A. and put that much pressure." on I mean, like, but that's what makes the Clippers, Clippers pass on the Kobe. Clippers pass on him. Correct. That's what makes them the Clippers. And uh, so, but but you think about everything he went through. And I also think about some of the times he's, you know, had some things in life that he had to deal with and the way he dealt with them. And, um, and I, I think, so when he says that, I, uh, I don't think I could agree more. I think, you know, dude, there's something magical about getting up and you know you're two and a half, three hours away from anybody else really getting up. Um, I used to love driving to my job 
I'd have two jobs always, but I would have a job at UPS for about a decade, and I would go there at about 2.30 in the morning. And it was cool because nobody was on the road. Like, it was after most of the drunk people were off the road, thank God. And I'm on my way to work. And it was just this peacefulness of this is bliss because no, everybody else is sleeping. Mm-hmm. Everybody's sleeping but me. And I'm driving and by all these houses quiet. and they're dark. It's quiet. But I also know that these fools don't stand a chance. Like, I'm going to be at my second job before most people get out of bed or get out of their houses. And I knew that most people wouldn't pay that price. And I knew I enjoyed it. I was blessed to want to. So for me, that was the true joy, was the was the grind. Um, you know, when you get done from a full day, and again, we're not roofing houses in 100-degree heat, but, you know, dude, after I've done meetings all day long, or sometimes I'll be talking at night, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm saying. And I'm like, dude, it's been a good day. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm literally just kind of babbling. And uh, Or I used to fall asleep all the time on my phone, especially when I first started the company. Like, I'm sure I fell asleep when I was talking to you. Like, I'd be, like, talking to people, and then I would just fall asleep. Then I'd wake up, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, my phone, you know, I'm, like, drooling on myself. It, but it was, I felt so, it was so satisfactory because I'm like, dude, I don't have anything else to give. And I think that, you know, we were talking, I was talking about this earlier with a group we hired the other day, and they're all, they're all ball players. And I'm like, dude, you ever get done with the game and know you had more left? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, it's the worst feeling ever, right? Mm-hmm. Like the game was that you know you had more left. And uh, I never wanted to be that way in business. Yeah, it's like not going to your last appointment. Yeah. You or just, just making those 12 more recruiting calls. Or I know the meeting I'm supposed to do is four hours away, but coming up with reasons not to do it. So I couldn't agree with Kobe more. Yeah, you know, that's cool. Okay. What questions would you ask yourself now what questions would the you 10 years ago ask yourself now? <sighs> Me 10 years ago, man. Um, I'd want to know the three things that, I, I, you know, so me 10 years ago, I didn't even know what day it was. We hadn't had any kind of success. And I was, you know, had $700 in my bank account um, and couldn't make decisions unless it was based completely on money. I, I saw somebody that was able to achieve something like I have now. First thing I'd want to know is three things to avoid. You know, I'd say, give me three things to avoid um, that, you know, would impact my ability to be successful. I'd also ask myself what I look for in other people. Like, how do I know who to bet on? Um, Is that a gut feeling? Um, yeah, but it's an educated gut feeling. It's hypothesis or educated guesses. There's things I look for. There's things I watch. There's things I observe. Um, I would also, you know, ask that person, you know, 10 years ago, ask me, I, I, I'd want to know how to control my emotions, you know, my frustration, my anger. Um, and I, I think lastly, what I, what I'd probably want to know is, um, how can I ensure that my areas of weakness, or my, I'm sorry, my areas of strength don't become my areas of weakness. I, I knew that 10 years ago and I still struggle with that. Like I said that earlier, one of the things I struggle with here to be really honest with everybody is I've never not worked. Like I enjoy working. I don't think it's a big deal. So we've had, and again, everybody's cool. We love everybody, everybody, but I never thought we were going to have people, especially a couple years in like, that'd be like, man, I'm God. I've, I've, it's funny. Guy said to me the other day, he said, man, I I got got my integrity deal. And the person said, why are you still working? I'm like, dude, you've been here for a year. Like, like I just never thought people thought that way. 
like ever, meaning like I never, ever, 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 ever looked for a free ride in my life. Um, and I never rested on what I did a, a day ago, a week ago, or a month ago. I was entitled to nothing. Never. I thought if I was 9-0 on the mound and I pitched today, everything you were going to think about me and my game was today. I didn't think that my college coach or recruiter was supposed to go back and go, but I'm going to, dude, you came to watch me play today. I'm as good as what I've done for you today. And I think that's, that's an area of strength for me, I think, but also a blind spot. Mm-hmm. Because when you go make decisions, you never think that that would go through somebody's mind ever. And then you're like, damn, I guess it did. And like, yeah, I didn't even know it would, you know? So um, I think I'd ask, uh, I'd ask those things. Awesome. All right. This one's from Grady. And it is, what tips have you recently learned about building a brand on social media? Man, a lot. Um, I learned a lot about consistency. I thought I was consistent. I'm not. I learned a lot about, you know, my man Drew, the other Drew that I met, that you got uh, your body language in two seconds dictates, you know, how interested somebody is or isn't. Two seconds. Um, get myself short, get my stuff shorter. I thought a minute was fine. It's like a minute's way too long. 30 seconds. Um, I, I, I know that what I, I think I really learned is I've really embodied what we did to launch FFL to now do the same thing through social media. This has been a crusade. That is a crusade. I do want to disrupt. We did disrupt. Um, and I, I think also trying to figure out there's so much analytics behind it to figure out what people really like and what they don't like. And, and I think the biggest thing I learned is to find people that are a lot better at it than you and pay them to help you mm-hmm. because I, I'm not going to, I don't want to get a tutorial on it every single day. I just want to surround myself and no different than we launched fan first life. I wasn't afraid to invest in the business. I'm not afraid to invest in this. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for joining us, everybody. Thank you, Sean. And we'll see you guys next week.